Well, hello, 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 my Courageous Beauties. Welcome back to another episode of Courageous Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Crystal, and welcome back. I want to thank you for listening and tuning in and supporting the podcast. And uh, really, this is Bible study. This is my diary. This is um, just me spilling my heart out. This is me just sharing things that... A lot of the topics sometimes I have experienced, um, I you know went through in the past, sometimes it's current events, and maybe I just believe sometimes God lays things on my heart to help us to avoid certain paths, right? So today, it's a little tender, a little tender subject, <laughs> and it is called Humbled Anger Returns Grace, Okay. So it's a very interesting topic. Um, I want to get into this and I may even be, I may have another spinoff of humility and going into that, um, but I want to start with this. And so one of the scriptures that I want to read to you today is Ephesians 4 and 2. It says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. That is the key, right? What another... Um, key is we're going to get into Matthew chapter five. So we'll get there. But the reason why this, well, this is not the reason why this came about, but I can say a lot of times when God gives you a topic to speak about and you are going into the word, you are going to, and you're going to deliver it to someone else. You're going to have to eat that, that word. You're going to have to literally potentially go through as a test because it's an opportunity to express, you know, um, or learn and fully see what you're supposed to do and how you're going to respond and how you're going to adapt if you face the situation that you're talking about. For example, I was talking about how I want my response to be prayer first when someone does something to me. Well, there's going to be opportunities that are going to present itself to see if you are going to pray first, right? So there I had a situation where a coworker was really rude and petty and offensive to me, especially if I made a mistake and it really started to weigh on me, you know, because this person trained me and it, and it felt like, you know, that person's word was bond and that, you know, it it um, it was like one minute we were cool. But then the moment that I don't do something that this person, you know, this, you know, doesn't like or has a problem with, instead of just plainly saying what the problem is, it turned into like a passive aggression. And, you know, we really got cool. We talked on the phone and then all of a sudden it was more, okay, well, we're not talking on our phones anymore. We're just going to do zoom calls and we're just going to, you know, we're not going to have much communication. Right. And so I confronted the elephant in the room very kindly because I don't like confrontation. But more than that, I don't like tension in, in an uneasy work environment. Right. My coworker said everything was fine. Right. However, you can tell in short answer responses and kind of feels like an ego trip. I don't know. But um, that, you know, things are not really OK. But nevertheless, I decided to do what the scripture says to kill that person with kindness, right? I'm not praying. I'm not, you know, playing into the, you know, situation because I have to monitor my reaction, right? Because I'm responsible for me. I'm not responsible what someone else does to me, says to me, I'm not responsible for that. You know, um, 
even in retaliation, because that's what God doesn't want us to do, right? So I am praying to be genuine as possible because I don't want to come off as fake because I'm not a fake person. I will say I am annoyed, but we are all human and have emotions and, and have outlier or, you know, outlying outliner things going on in our lives that can unfortunately sometimes spill over, right? Um, you know, those things can sometimes spill over into other areas of our lives. And, um, you know, so with that being said, I, I will pray for my peace, my temperance and ask the Holy Spirit to help me to control my emotions. And I will do what Matthew says to do. Right. It's Matthew 5, 37 through 48. And this is the King James Version. It says, but let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatever, for whatsoever is more than these cometh evil. Right. So sometimes you have to let your conversation be short. Doesn't mean you don't care for the person. Doesn't mean that you don't, uh, you know, respect the person. It does not mean. But, you know, when you have a job, you're not there to necessarily make friends. It's part of the process. It does happen. But at the end of the day, sometimes you have to check your emotions at the door when it comes to uh, your job so that it doesn't affect you personally. Right. And um, so with that being said, you, you have to make sure that you are being kind and still being loving and not being short and being disrespectful. And the way to do that is to just keep it short and sweet, right? Um, until things heal, you know, sometimes you can, you know, let things blow over, right? So, um, it, so it says, but let your communication be yay, yay, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh evil. You have heard that it it hath been said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twine. Give to him that asketh thee. And from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? If, if ye salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do, even, do not even the publicans so? So in other words, don't be fake. Don't just be nice to people that... that never offended you. You know what I mean? That it counts to be nice to people, even if they've offended you, right? And then verse 48 says, be ye therefore perfect, even as your father, which in heaven is perfect. So we want, God wants to live a holy, wants us to live a holy life. And another version of perfect is mature, right? Be an adult about it. You know, at the end of the day, if that person is no longer, you know, your friend or whatever the case may be, the, the key to it all is that if you want a friend, you must first show yourself friendly. That's the key, right? 
Now, the key scripture in the passage that I just read you in Matthew is 39. Okay. It says, but I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. So remember somebody slap you on your cheek, slap him back. It's not, we're not talking about necessarily just physical, right? We're talking about, well, put it this way. In other words, Jesus wants us to forego retaliation, especially personal offenses, right? We don't. We don't have to entertain or pacify or, you know, entertain pacifism. We don't we, we don't have to go put ourselves or others in danger. But those that follow Christ, he will avenge our honor. So in other words, Jesus is my lawyer. He will go to bat for me and plead my case. Now, remember, if God has the heart of kings in his hands, how much more can he handle a little meaningly, a little meaningless, meaningless dispute? Not that your disputes are meaningless and not that what that person's opinion says or how they feel about it is meaningless. But in other words, the meaningless definition in this this aspect is saying it doesn't account for being nasty and rude. Your love has to override any of that. Right. And I'm going to get to some stuff that might surprise you, actually. But what I will tell you is there were. And unfortunately, still times when folks would wage war to protect his own honor with swords in modern day, people using guns now with what someone said, not necessarily what someone does, but just because they said something to you and would and still it could end in bloodbaths. This ought not to be so. Absolutely not. Right. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 26, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun down, the sun go down upon your wrath. And so here's the problem. You might be angry at someone, but now you don't let it fester into the next day, which is why the situation I had, I confronted and I came in in a positive way. Like, look, are we good? And the reason why is because you're bringing peace. Now, here's the caveat to that. If your peace is not received and you made made it right and you did whatever you could do on your part, and then, then guess what? That's all you can do. You cannot force someone to accept your apology. And you do not have to accept someone else's apology, but you better do it if you want to be forgiven. If you want to for, if you want forgiveness, then you need to forgive. Period. Right? Don't make it hard for someone to apologize to you either. Don't be so prideful that you can't let let your love override your feelings that you feel because those feelings will pass away eventually, right? But love is everlasting. Remember that. And if you can't love your brother that you see every day, how can you say you love God, right? So I'm going to read that again. Ephesians 4, 26. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So in other words, get take care of it quickly. Don't let the next day come and you're still dealing with bitterness in your heart. But the problem becomes also when we try to step in the place that Jesus said he was set into, he was set up to avenge us, right? So in other words, we're taking matters in our own hands. The thing is, we do not have to worry about invasions of our character. We are to tolerate it, thus turning the other cheek. And in fact, Romans 12 17 through 21 in the King James says, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, if it be possible, (laughs) as much as lieth in you, 
live peaceably with all men. So so that's just saying, like, listen, sometimes, you know, you might lash out. But God is saying to it, it would take, you know, if you got to bite your tongue, OK, if it be possible, as much as lieth within you, OK, live peaceably, peaceably with all men. And that's not just talking about a man. That's talking about mankind. OK, verse 19 of Romans 12 says, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. See what I'm saying? If you go and try to take matters into your own hands, then you're telling God, yep, I got this. I don't need your help, Lord. What? Absolutely not. We, we, no, no. We cannot do that. Okay. So we have to make sure that we are stepping out of God's way and allow him to take care of it for us. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's what we have to do. That's, that's, that's what we have to do. I know it's hard. I know it's not easy, but let's take it a step further. It said in verse 20, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink for in so doing thou shall heap coals of fire on his head. Right. That's the killing what kindness situation. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. That's how you cast out evil. You let good come out of your heart, right? Now, here's where it gets it gets tricky right here. That's why I said humble anger returns grace, right? So we ought we have another perspective. We we need to learn, right? We should also place ourselves in the shoes of that one that has afflicted us just just for a moment, right? You don't have to do it permanently. But just for a moment, long enough so that you will have mercy and forgiveness as to not miss out on our own forgiveness for when we cause affliction. Because don't sit here and think that you don't you don't have faults. That's the problem. That's where humility comes in at. You have to you have to consider yourself. You have to take your own temperature and say, you know what? I missed some. I missed the mark on that one. That was my fault. Lord, I repent. Forgive me, Jesus. And then you make it right with your with your brother or your sister. You make it right with that person. And you say, you know what? I, I missed it here. I apologize. Please forgive me. And you know what? Can we can we move on from this? Can we build from here? You understand? Can we grow from here? Can we heal from here? Whatever it is you got to do, because here's the thing. The gifts of the Lord come without repentance. But at some point, you're going to have to lay your gift at the altar and make it right with your brother. Because in other words, you're going to try to pray for someone. You're trying to cast out a spirit, but you got a spirit. Make it make sense. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that's when we when you're doing the Lord's work, you got to make sure that you are you come naked before the throne of grace. And laying all your cares and casting all your cares onto God because he cares for you. He tells us that all the time that he cares for us. And, and, the, and the main thing is, it's so crazy that he has to even tell us how to react and respond. Because guess what? He's our heavenly father. And we say that so, so just loosely. He is our heavenly father. He is our parent. He is our parental guidance, our heavenly parental guidance. So I guarantee you. Whether you had a father in your life or not, whether it was your mother or your grandmother, whoever was your parental uh, parent in the natural, you're not going to go up to them and just act all crazy. Right. So you need to give God even more respect. Right. And know that he has 
put these things in place because he knew that the wages of sin was death. But the way that you get there is by acting a fool and continuing to hold bitterness and resentment in your heart. Right. So that's why, you know, Jesus said that we must forgive. Right. We must forgive. But that's not the main reason Jesus said we don't have to defend ourselves against offenses because all, even the ones that don't acknowledge God are all his children. He will give mercy to whomever he will give mercy and grace to. Why? God's plans are so above our own. Do you know that he prolonged punishment for Pharaoh for enslaving his people for a greater cause? which was to let his glory and his power be known, right? His glory and his power be known. God has yet a plan for our suffering. You see, the Hebrews, Hebrews were enslaved and yet God blessed them to multiply every time they were afflicted. There are power in numbers, right? God says to guard our heart because out of our heart flows the issues of life. And if we soon forget how our issues flow and think we are the only one dealing with life, we forget that others are too. So let's come together, right? Let's have a conversation. Can we normalize that everyone has bad reactions to situations and we misstep and that you might have even, you might not have even been their target? But Satan's target to make you misstep, to allow your attitude to take you out of character, to miss what God has for you and that person in the moment. What if that person that offended you and you received the offense because you, you, you know, you're a human being, right? Let's chalk it up to that. But what if you were more in tune with the spirit of God and you realized, wait a minute, this was an attack, attack on my character. Right, right. This was an attack on me. But what if it was a, call, a spirit of division called to sit between the two of you? And now you won't pray for each other. What if you won't pray together? What if it takes you two as co-workers to come together and pray for the issues on your job? You see what I'm saying? It's much bigger than your ego. It's much bigger than someone hurt your feelings. It's much bigger than someone trying to tell you what to do and it's much bigger that give you know someone trying to correct you and you don't receive it because that's another thing just because you were offended by the way someone said by what someone said they do need to change they do need to watch how they said but people can should be able to come to you and tell you something and you not get so offended because you messed up just admit that you messed up it's okay take responsibility and acceptance of what you did wrong and say you know what i missed it I apologize. And that's it. You know, you and, and once you apologize, if that person keeps it over your head, that's on them. I got my peace from the situation. You see what I'm saying? And but the caveat to that is you also have to allow someone to process. OK, it may take it may take them a little bit longer. Maybe their faith ain't as great as yours. Maybe their patience ain't as great as yours. We're not comparing one another, but we're just saying sometimes it takes folk a little bit longer to get over a situation. And that's okay. You got to be okay to be able to stand in that. Right. Because when it's your turn and you're the person who caused the offense, you're going to want them to, to, to forgive you quickly. Right. But it don't always work like that. 
So when someone offends you, forgive them quickly. Sort it out later, you know? So Jesus says, if someone slaps you, turn the other cheek. It's not saying take abuse, but he is saying we can let some things go without reactions to that person because God says to bring all your cares and concerns to him and he will care for us, right? We need to learn to make our first reaction prayer immediately when someone offends us because our flesh is weak and we can overreact because we have no idea if we can control if we are in control of a fair reaction to that offense, because we can tend to let all of our whole week, all the troubles and issues that we had, let it out on that person for one thing. And maybe they just lost a loved one or maybe they're grieving. So we need to stop and have a clear mind and say, Lord, I need your help because I am angry, but I know when I mess up, I need forgiveness from you. But we would be lying if we said we didn't. We also didn't want grace from that person that we offended. Don't say you don't want that person to forgive you because that's not true. Even if you don't intend on keeping a friendship in the sense of you're talking every day or buddy, buddy, you don't ever want to leave a, a situation unfixed. Because how can you ever, how, how, I'm not saying God can't heal your heart, but why would you want him to have to heal that part of you and all you had to do was just make peace, right? Why, why, why have God do more than he needs to do? You know, because we have control over our emotions. Because if you can't control your spirit, you're like a city without walls. I say this all the time. You just allow an offenses to come in left and right because you have not put on your armor. And maybe the enemy is really trying to penetrate that armor and come against you because of a greater purpose. Maybe there's more that you are supposed to do with that person. But yet he's trying to cause division and confusion. And God is not the author of confusion. Right. So when they start getting confusion in the mix, something is up. It may not even be that person. It just may be an attack sent directly to you or it could be an attack on that person. You never know. So the remedy to that is Proverbs 1 or Proverbs 15 and 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger, which is why our first response should not be to cuss someone out, to lash out at someone. We got to do better than that, right? We teach little kids to apologize, to share, to be nice. So us adults need to follow suit. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only son to die for all of us. So don't think he did not die for that person that you think is your enemy. Ooh, let that sink in. Just because you don't like him don't mean God don't. God loves him. God loves us unconditionally. Before we were formed in our mother's womb, we didn't earn his love. He freely gives it to us. So why can't we freely love others, right? We can only love God like, we can only love like God if we are filled with his spirit. Love of God is spread abroad by the Holy Ghost. Humbled anger returns grace for when I am angry, he gives me peace to keep my peace and while yet hold my peace and give grace and mercy for forgiveness of the offense. God is yet giving me grace for when I am the offender. Agree with our adversary quickly. Now, Matthew 25, Matthew 5 and 25 says, agree with thine adversary quickly 
whilst thou art in the way with him, least at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou cast into the prison. So I want to mention this. I know that our people have been attacked when it comes to the police, when it comes to brutality, when it comes to racism, when it comes to all of that. And I know that sometimes we feel like we need to vindicate ourselves in that moment. But even when Jesus was taken by the Roman soldiers and taken to, um, you know, taken to Pontius Pilate and said, you know, speak up for yourself, you know, speak up. He, he, he literally was like, you know, do you know who I am and all this stuff like that? And Jesus, he didn't even open his mouth. And the, and the, and the, and the guy told him, he said, do you not know who I am? I can, I can take your life. And he said, Jesus said, no one take my life. I lay it down. He said, do you not know I can call legions of angels right now? We got to get in that mindset, right? Because if I'm, if that is my father who can call legions of angels and I'm his child, what, come on, how much more can he protect me? But the problem is we open up our mouth in a nasty, evil way and think that we are vindicated. We are responsible for how we respond. We are responsible for how we react. So if you get in a situation where you get pulled over and you got a cop, a certain authority and it's nasty and it's rude, just comply, please. Just comply. Because at the end of the day, you want to live and get out of that situation. Now, I'm not saying there isn't situations where you comply, that people have complied and they still end up dead. That happens all the time and it's wrong. But God will avenge them, whether in this life or the next. It is not for us to not for us to say when God's judgment is going to come upon his people, because guess what? We all going to be judged. So you waiting for this person to be judged right in front of your face. Well, guess what? Don't don't get it twisted. You might miss the mark and your judgment will come, too. So give grace to people is what I'm saying. Right. Come to terms with your accuser quickly. Or things can get worse. Sometimes you may feel dumb and you may feel like, well, I got to get this person that got me. I got to get the guy or get, get, get back. You know, I'm being silly, but you don't have to. You may look like a cornball. You may feel like a cornball. You may feel like, oh, you're a scaredy cat. You may feel like this. But at the end of the day, I'm afraid of God, not man. You understand what I'm saying? And so people will judge you or misjudge you and tell you, you should have let them have it. I can't believe you didn't say nothing. I don't have to say anything. All I have to do is lift up my angels. I lift up my hands and ask the angels to, to come in. All I have to do is ask God to send his protection, right? We have to keep in mind humbled anger returns grace, right? Humbled anger returns grace. We must do our part and let God sort out the rest. That's what we must do. So I really hope this really helps you because it's really helping me. <laughs> I told you I was annoyed <laughs> and that is the honest truth. But my love grows deeper. My love grows deeper for people, even if they offended me. Even if they made me mad, 
even if they hurt my feelings. Why? Because I'm sure I've made someone mad. I'm sure I hurt someone's feelings. Not intentionally. I'm not that type of person to try to intentionally hurt someone. Unless you make me mad enough that I might get there. And that's the problem. Be angry and sin not. Right? So I hope you guys remember that this week. When trial and tribulation come up and when someone cuts you off in traffic and when someone says something to you or you get into it with a coworker, remember that humbled anger returns grace. It's not a sin to be angry. It's a sin to react on that anger and not be sober minded. Right. And then you've done something that you can't fix. And even if you can fix it, the deeds are already done. Right. So I love you. I thank you for listening and God bless you until next time. Bye.